Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. With me is Trip Turlington. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And cracking up hilariously in the corner is... (laughs) Mo Dingo. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Uh, Mr. Turlington caught me off with that. Yeah. How y'all doing? And uh, Tony's recovering from Yikes last night, their big annual Halloween show. I'm, I'm still recovering from U-Bahn last yeah. night. Yeah. Like. That was my first U-Bahn experience. So. so how was that? You guys got to see Atmosphere, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, atmosphere, uh, Mr. Dibbs. Um, girl talk, girl talk. Yeah, I mean it was, it, it, and that, I mean the venue down there is is just absolutely. It's an old, tr- it's a transit tunnel uh, that's underneath like the highway system. Uh, oh, where I've seen the, that. Yeah, yeah, where it all crosses uh, in front of the uh, Bengals Stadium yeah. uh, down in uh, in downtown Cincinnati. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty unique experience just in the the venue alone. But then they had like. They set up like a skate park and they had like graffiti, all, artists. Yeah, graffiti nice. artists and fair food and like Vendors, 18 yeah. different types of like craft beer trucks set up. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good time for sure. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. The, reading the original description, I'm thinking it's going to look like bum fights, you know, underneath <laughs> an overhang, you know, and you know, cause my wife and I, we definitely bundled up, but when we got there, cause it's actually in the tunnel. So it's blocked from all the elements and right. everything. So it was super comfortable, even though. You know, this time of year in, in Cincinnati, it's a little bit colder and a little windy. Right. But uh, it was super comfortable, super nice. It were great. Yeah. Um, Which is surprising good. because it's all concrete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the way some of the overhang was designed, I was kind of worried about some echoes. Yeah, but yeah. Nah, I think they did a good job. Well, and they had two stages and they were facing, facing each, each other. other. So, mm-hmm. like, but there was enough space between them that there was virtually no bleed unless you were somewhere in, in the sweet spot. The two. Yeah. yeah that's really tough to do i know that's right. something that uh at movement in detroit every year they're yeah. always tweaking the the direction of the stages and pointing them and yeah. and stuff to make sure that you, you don't end up with that choosing the dryer effect in 90 percent of the <laughs> yeah <laughs> the park you know exactly but yeah so hats off to all the u-bon people because i mean that that went off and uh we had a great time yeah sure. and they were pretty much on time Oh, if yeah. not a little bit ahead, which is yep. kind of unusual for having that many artists in that short of a, in that small of an area. Yeah. So that was pretty impressive yep. from a production standpoint. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, important announcement. Uh, Mo is officially being brought on as our lead ambassador. So Mo's going to be doing some work with uh, kind of helping with outreach and, and building a team of people to uh, to help out with passionate DJ who are really down for the cause. So welcome aboard, man. Thank you very and, much. And we'll keep shoving a mic in your face every now and then. and <laughs> That will work. We, we love having you on the theme, man. So Amen. And thanks for breakfast, by the way. Hey, <laughs> it's, what, it's what I bring to the fight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got up this morning, I checked my phone, and Mo's like, we're having brunch. Let's do this. <laughs> Trip, chop some potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm waking up 10 minutes before the show like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. So we're all, I think we're all in a bit of recovery mode yeah. today. Yeah. So I think we'd like to do something kind of fun. Oh, before we do that, Mo, here, I'm going to give you one of these official Sweet. classic passionate DJ headphones bags. Sorry, it's kind of wrinkled up. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. Um, it irons out great. Yeah, it irons out. <laughs> 
uh, one of one of uh, only a few left floating around with the classic logo on it. There's a couple little goodies in there. Nice. So appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And so tell us about your show last night with Hype Yikes. Oh, I had a good time. It was uh, so it was the fourth annual Yikes show. They do this every Halloween. Three Dimensional does. Um, so we had a really strong local lineup. Uh, everybody pretty much killed it. Uh, Danny the Wild Child came on, and then uh, Christian Martin. Mm. And uh, everything I saw went really good. The place looked great, sounded good. Uh, they had a, a little bit of trouble with power. <laughs> they kept tripping something. That uh, <laughs> They had the MC, uh, uh, shout out to Firecat if he's listening. Uh, he would just kind of keep the going, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so the, he's really good at that. Yeah, the sure. power got knocked out, and he'd be like, "Yo, uh, drum, this drum and bass hits so hard that uh, you know we can't even handle it here in Dayton, Ohio." Oh, so and everybody was, would cheer. He was cutting with Danny then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he tends to have that effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a good time. So. Yeah. Um, so today, I think uh, I want to have a little bit of fun. So we're gonna do a pick three. Which we've you know done a couple of times, yeah, yeah. but we're gonna throw trip under the bus time. Oh, so we're gonna we're yeah. <laughs> price of uh, doing uh, doing this at my house today, yep, huh? That's right. <laughs> so we are going to this is going to be an all vinyl pick three. This will be a first for us. All right, disclaimer number one: I haven't bought new vinyl in fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have several disclaimers. This yeah, episode. no, uh, it hasn't been fifteen years. I think I I stopped buying vinyl when I. Went went uh serato mm. uh so i i think the last record i bought was probably somewhere around oh six oh seven maybe oh eight okay uh, still a minute oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's been about a decade say once yeah, every couple of years I'll, I'll do a i say bulk purchase but yeah you know i'm talking 10 records or something right, right. have them all you know try to save on shipping and because yeah. a lot of times here in the states we're we're still paying for you know international shipping and aren't we Jack? So <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Shifter, I know you're listening. Yeah, uh, he makes me jealous all the time because I mean he pose whenever he posts his uh, his record buys like. Uh, uh, it's great stuff, man. I mean, he just he'll t- he'll take pictures of it all and like it's just amazing. Mm. But yeah. so typically, when we do one of these pick three shows, we come in prepared, like we're each bringing in three things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not so this time. This time, you've got to answer to whatever me and Mo pick out of your <laughs> collection here. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to just kind of randomly, and you say you you don't have any kind of pr- super uh, specific organization scheme going no, on here? No, I typically do, but I move, since we moved into this house, I haven't really had a chance to. So, I mean, if you're saying you know, random pick, that's probably as true as it's going to get. Like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. Super random. Yeah, because yeah. like when, I, when we moved out of the old place, I took all of the records out you know of each cube and intended to keep them you know in in the order that they were in and then like just in the move you know things got put like in some totes and some yeah. things just got thrown in the back of the car and like <laughs> records are are easy to just mix up like yeah. it does yeah. it just happens yeah. over time at least for me and that's probably like just bad habits that i have right right but yeah just, I've, i used to, i have like a general you know, shelf for, okay, this is kind of my like old hard house stuff or yeah. stuff that my buddy let me, you know, hold on to. Right. And then I've got my dad's old records and then I've got like a hip hop area and then my normal dance music stuff. Well, you got to separate that from East Coast and West Coast. Though, so. uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can't just have all that stuff mixing together. Don't forget the dirty South section either. All right. 
Yeah, but man, yeah. over time, that stuff just it finds its way into the other crates, and and mm-hmm. it just becomes a jumbled mess. So well, I, I know I, how it goes. When I was DJing vinyl, uh, you know, exclusively, then um, you know, there for a while, I was one of those that had the really bad habit of, okay, I'm done with this record, and I throw it in the first like sleeve that's open. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. there for a year, like I had uh, like my stuff was just so disorganized and like. I would bring home, you know, my my flight case, and then like have to spend, you know, the twenty thirty minutes to go through every single sleeve and resort and, like, it, yeah. resort everything, and I, think that's- I just finally got myself out of that, and you know it, it, that. Because I was annoying myself. <laughs> I think that's something that people, if if people have never done vinyl mixing before, they don't realize how messy that is. Oh yeah, and and sure. not from a, a perspective, but literally, like you end up with. So you've got a sleeve, and and then the the jacket, and the jacket, the jacket right, right. and then the record, and you're doing that on at least two sides, mm-hmm. right? And and especially if you're if you're doing fast mixing right. or, you know, scratching or, or, if you're or battle anything mixer, fancy. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Exactly. Like those DMC just, cats. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just end up with, if you're not careful, you end up with a stack of records and then sheets all over the floor, jackets all over the yeah. floor. And it's, yeah, it's, it's Especially a Especially back in the day with white labels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, so yeah, there's there's absolutely no planning going into this. This this will be interesting. So this will either be a super iconic track for you, or it'll be, you'll yeah. be saying, "What was this?" Or we'll never yeah, do exactly. This again. I'll be rediscovering it. <laughs> so we're we're either gonna learn some stories about these tracks, or we're just gonna uh, say our reactions to it as they happen. So, yes. uh, Mo, do you want to do the honors? Do you want to pick the All first right. one? Let's see. Hmm. Looking around, are you going to look for a particular art? Or are you just going to grab one at random? What do you? Okay. This one's nice and bright and yellow. So. Bright yellow. What do we got? Paragliders. Lithium. Okay. Huh. So tell us the story. So tell us the story, Trip. <laughs> <laughs> Take us on a I'm glad you picked this one. Actually, um, when I started DJing, um, I was mostly into like booty house and house, and um, then uh, my crew, the, the crew that I was with, Collective Intelligence, we uh, threw a party and it was like um, in this really unique venue. I, I, it, it's called the Southside Settlement House in, in uh, Columbus. <laughs> and um, it's an interesting name for a venue. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a venue. That's the, it was because this was one of those rave things, you know, oh, so it was okay. like, you know, where, uh, oh, a you space have a, that was a far from away from a <laughs> residential area or in, in a church. Actually, yeah. yeah. The venue was just it was a very odd place, like, kind of like an art center or like a uh, I don't know. But it had like two gymnasiums and like and then an outside courtyard with like, you know, the this really ornate staircase and just all like these random like pocketed like, you know, kind of like conference rooms and stuff like that. So like it, it was a really cool venue. And they told us that we could throw a party there, but we had to cover up all the artwork with trash bags so that it didn't get damaged. <laughs> We're like, uh, OK. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, to this day, I mean, we're talking you know, 99, 2000, somewhere around there. So yeah, all the details are a little fuzzy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what's not so fuzzy is that um, there was a a DJ uh, probably well into like, uh, you know, two, three, four a.m. territory, right? And um, 
go into one of the gymnasiums and this guy is playing and like there's just this really distinct euphoric -y kind of vibe going on. It's very uh uh, I don't even know the word for it, but like euphoric is good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, we'll take, it. we'll yeah. allow it. <laughs> we'll allow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it, light and airy and just, you know, it just it, very unique. It was not anything that I had really paid that much attention to, you know, up until this point. And, um, I, so I kind of just found myself going up to the decks and then just, train spotting this dude like just you know wow like th th these this guy's records are banging this is awesome and lo and behold i i learned that it's trance so and i asked the guy for the record for this particular record as he was playing it and i was just like man what is that paragliders lithium all right so i i made a mental note wrote it down stuck it in my wallet you know whatever and then totally forgot about it. Okay. So then through the course of my, um, through the, through the course of my DJ evolution, then I met a guy that I ended up becoming partners with, uh, naughty groove. And then we both like discovered trance around or the same time and started like, you know, he had a lot more popularity than I did. But when, by the time I met him, then he kind of took me up under his wing and then we kind of rode that, that trance train and just, you know, that's, that's, you know, where we ended up. But I had totally even forgotten about this record and Jason put out a mix called fly with me. And this was on there. And I said, dude, I remember that song, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he was all like, well, here. And he threw me a copy of it. Huh. <laughs> and I said, you know, and I'm sitting here, I'm gasping. I'm all like, are you sure? Are you sure? He goes, yeah, I've got three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just one of these iconic uh, tracks. It's um, Paraglide is actually Oliver Lieb. And it's just one of like seven, you know, monikers that he produces under. And he's got a very distinct sound. He's even, he's still very active. He's more into techno than trance now. Yeah. But you can hear the, the techno influence when, when I play this track. Yeah. Let's, let's drop it on and we'll, we'll, we'll give you the, uh, the option to play whichever mix or side that you want on there. Not a bad side. <laughs> <laughs> So you're sure you didn't like just stick that out a little bit and amongst the other records so we'd pick that yeah. one that you had that you liked and had a story for? Well, and that's the crazy part. I mean, because so the jacket, you know, I mean, if, if you read into the human behavior at all, um, people like bright, shiny things. It, well, uh, it's especially like yellow background with black writing is yeah. one of the most attention grabbing. That's why things like caution signs and all of that stuff are that color scheme. Hmm. So, the yeah, high contrast. Uh, yeah, as soon as he's pulling it out, I'm all like, oh, yeah, I can, do it. I can deal with that. <laughs> do it, do um, it, do it. But, um, you know, we were talking before the show about, you know, the trip throwback Thursdays things that I kind of like dropped the ball on. But this that was one of them. is probably, I think it's the first one that I did. <laughs> nice, yeah. Um, what a way to bring that back. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I absolutely love this track. What year was this released? Uh, 99. 99. All right. 
yeah. So I, I, I knew it was, had to have been around 99, 2000 because like uh, 2000 was the very good year for me. That's when, you know, my, my popularity in this area really started to take off. And it was in part because of the popularity of trance music. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, for those of you guys that are listening and are still waiting for the drop. Um, <laughs> yeah. Give it about three minutes. <laughs> right. So yeah, one back of the, then we called it a breakdown and it lasted for a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, was indicative of, you know, the, the earlier rave music is that, you know, we had these ridiculously long intros and outros yeah. so that we could like, you know, do some really creative mixing. Um, but Oliver's uh, use of different ethereal type pad and sounds and stuff like just the way he layers things in is just is second to nearly none. Well, I think it's fair to explain for a lot of the younger folks out there that aren't familiar with the uh, trancing back then. It wasn't uncommon for a song to be like seven minutes. Right, right. Or yeah. 10. I've got some in there that are like, you know, 10, 12 minutes long. And when I converted them to digital, you know, I knew that I had to use the flip side of the Serato right. record because the other side was only like seven <laughs> minutes or something. Like, like, is he flipping the record over? <laughs> right. I've never seen anyone do that. Yeah. That would be an odd sight to see <laughs> for someone who's using, you know, right. a, a laptop. So, yeah. So, right here. Here we are. And nope. now that I'm thinking about it, I actually played a different... I, I thought I was playing the other side. But this side is just as good. I mean, like I said, there's no wrong side to this. And one thing I like about this breakdown, I don't, I don't remember if it continues all the way through, but you hear how the rhythm is still there in the background. That right. do, 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 yep. do. That's cool because, especially at 99, 2000, like I, I was kind of joking, but that's really how trance was back then. Like you would have these big, huge, overblown breakdowns, and it right. was kind of a dance floor interrupter yeah, yeah but when you have something like that going it it yeah. helps you know even if it's subtle yeah, your feet still know what to do you know yeah, right yeah because i i could i can remember like you know when you played something like this especially like i said with oliver's stuff um because it kept going like yeah the the crowd would stop jumping and dancing hard but you could see everybody and they they maintain that yeah. like yeah. little head nod or you know just a slight Let body catch shuffle breath a little yeah. bit yeah. and then like but you know as soon as that riser comes in and you know it just kind of you know picks everybody up and then all of a sudden as soon as that drop hits then everybody's yeah. back into it and fist pumping and feet shuffling and yeah really so, like, long builds yeah. there's some bells in the background right there that da -da -da, yeah. like that and on the other side, um, that's the that's the primary sound, but it's like much more pronounced and like up front. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact. So, hey, yo, DJ, where's the bass? So this is the flip side, starting it right at the breakdown. But now you hear the bell. It's yeah. a lot more pronounced. That like this is 
the focal point of the song. And this is, I think this is more typical of, of the sound of the time, too. Right. To have that more direct synth lead. Yeah. Hmm. Guess I never thought about that. So this is the version that I heard that night in that Columbus gymnasium. <laughs> and, uh, and this is the version that is on Jason's mixtape, uh, Fly With Me. And yeah, as soon as I heard it, I was all like, dude, and he's like, here. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it was like, I've got a copy. This one is on Foolish Records. And um, it was also real big, uh, like, uh, not, um, Oh, uh, it was real big on Platypus Records, too. So, like, mm. Platypus picked it up a bunch of times and, mm. like, kept re-releasing re it. it. Yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. So it's, yeah, this was by far one of Oliver's top tracks for sure. I dig it, man. Hell yeah. Not a bad first <laughs> pick, Mo. Hey. You did all right. I do what I can. Let me see what I can find. Let me see if I can find something more embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that one was a toss. That was, that was a, a softball. That, yeah, that yeah. was a gimme. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'll pick a different shelf here. Let's. Yeah. Uh, I'll just. The only ones that you can't pick from are these three because those are Gina's records. Right. So you'll probably get like That's Willie Nelson yeah. and you know Johnny Cash and stuff like that. All right, this one's bright pink. Shades of Rhythm. Dance Among Strangers. I am not familiar. Extended vocal, extended instrumental, and radio edit. I am not familiar with that one either. All right. <laughs> well, this will well, be an adventure for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's do. Let's do the radio edit. That's probably a safe bet. This will be B two if I can find it. I can't really see in here. You have to cut out the silence, I guess. It's really interesting, like oh, watching good. us yeah, go okay. through these records for pe people that have never used vinyl. Right. You know, it's uh, there's no cue points. No. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, the only cue points you get are the dark this, colored grooves yeah, and the lighter like colored grooves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Shades of rhythm, dance among strangers. Uh oh, did I have it on 33 again? It's on the wrong speed. <laughs> right. We'll do it live. Okay, your standard intro. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to, like, looking at that jacket. So the only thing I can actually think of at the moment... Is I like that. Nice yeah. and housey. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I have it. Um, so I, 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 I need to kind of walk back what I said earlier when I said I haven't bought any vinyl in however many years. That's true to only a certain degree. Um, I Garage sale? Well, no. Um, I did recently pick up a lot. Um, uh, a lot of, I think, like 1,500, 2,000 records. 
something like that. Um, uh-huh. And I've only I, like before I before we moved, I had only started to like really dig into it. So I'm thinking that maybe some of them like got mixed into <laughs> this. So if this is part of that lot, yeah, then you know I must have picked it out because I like the sound of it. I do. This is nice. I like the song. Yeah, right up my alley. Nice drum break there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now I totally understand why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trip. <laughs> right. yeah. All right. Well, damn, we're never going to find anything embarrassing. <laughs> I think Trip just only has good records. <laughs> I guarantee you there's some embarrassing <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> Even if it means that I have to pick it out, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of uh, basement jacks. So, yeah, and yeah. Something yeah, in there. Not quite like groove armada type, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All you're missing is some vocals and you got a diva house track. Right, you know? right. It sounds Pro- like some parliament samples in samples, there. Samples, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, bring it all back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I totally know why I pulled it out. <laughs> Trip's going to start playing this out now. Know, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to start requiring in my rider. I need <laughs> Technique 1200. <laughs> It's cool, man. Lots of horns. Yeah, I like it. Is this a Euro release or? Um. Well, it's from '99. Uh, Rhetoric Records. Yeah. Yeah, I. And I'll I'll tell you how I know that I didn't buy it. (laughs) Is this sleeve is in way too good a condition. (laughs) (laughs) You put a much more severe punishing on this bad boy. You would have punished it a lot more severely. All right. Not too bad, man. I might I might just steal that on the way out. That's cool. I'm definitely going to like keep this like at the top, like yeah. stuck out a little bit more. <laughs> play that more often for sure. So do nice. we, do we want to out trip the chance to, to pick one or well, let, we... let's spin them around three times and make him <laughs> pick one put out. His, put his forehead on the a baseball bat. Yeah. And... <laughs> uh, let's see if I, okay. So we hit here, there, maybe try and pick one from there. This, yeah. This bin right here. Just close your eyes. Yeah. Click, don't look. Yeah. Yeah, because I know these jackets. <laughs> <laughs> the white one, the white one. Yeah. Which 99% of these are white. Oh, no Ooh. sleeve. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, I think he might have hosed himself, folks. <laughs> he, he looks a little embarrassed. To, he's no, gonna, not, not embarrassed. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It's funny you brought up Parliament. Hmm.
Yeah. I know this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yep. To each is reach, and if I don't copy, it ain't mine to have. But I'll be reaching for you, because I love you, CC. Right on. This one's been played a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those not familiar, if you kind of hear that little staticky sound, that's let you know that that record's had some love. <laughs> yeah. The imp- the date on the, on the sticker is 1975, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. A little, yeah, hey, little, little P funk. Yep. They say you jive and game and can't be changed. Yeah, <laughs> this was probably something that I picked up, you know, at a, at a, uh, you know, the garage sale. Uh, yeah, garage stuff. sale yeah. or like you know, the, the, yeah, or the super used bin at a record store or something like that with the intent of like crate digging, you know, for samples, yeah. things like that. No, no hate here, man. I've got a handful of Parliament records. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I probably is, should have picked a different song to start from because they're, you know, this is all just. Is this uh, is it listed as Parliament or George Clinton or? Yeah, yeah it's definitely it's, uh, the Chocolate City um, uh, record from Parliament. I most likely picked that up as you know just an intent uh, for you know crate digging sample yeah. ripping. Yeah. What what else we got on that? Don't sue me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag don't sue me. <laughs> <clears throat> so just for some background for those that don't know parliament also did well they had george clinton in the funkadelic all-stars but get up on the downstroke uh, george clinton went on to do atomic dog which i'm oh, pretty sure oh, most yeah. of you've heard or at least heard a sample of and maybe didn't even know it flashlight but, uh, yeah, yeah flashlight yeah yeah ask your parents <laughs> Or your grandparents, depending on Gold. how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right, dude. Yeah. So I got the opportunity uh, maybe three or four years ago to see George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Shut up. Yeah, I saw them in 99. Oh. Uh, and I think that's the reason why my middle dude is a little bit, you know, funky. Because <laughs> uh, there was a lot of smoking going on and... and uh, his mother was pregnant at the time, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I think I think he got up on the downstroke, you know. Yeah, that, that's my dude. He's a little different, but you know, he's a solid cat. No, so I went to with my uncle. We went to uh, Indianapolis for IndyCar qualifying. We were just hanging out, and we were looking through the program, and it was like, and at noon, we're having George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic, and what? what? <laughs> Beg your pardon? What? I hadn't, like... I, like, just, they just slid it in there, like, really I, I figured that was something that would just never happen for me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I was maybe 28 at the time or something, and, sure. you know, I was like, there's, there's no way that I'll ever have that opportunity, and it just fell into my lap, yeah. so I'm like... Bruce, we're going right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go. And a similar experience, but not nearly as cool. Um, I went to a NASCAR race once, or may- maybe it was just like you know one of the like racing circuit. You know, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of all that stuff. I, you know, have just gone with friends to have a good time. I'll shamefully admit that I'm a NASCAR. See, like <laughs> I, I like I like going. I like race cars and stuff like that, but. For me, it's, it, I, I don't follow it enough to yeah. really know yeah. anything about it. So I'm just like, yeah, cars go fast. Yeah. But, um, so I was at, <laughs> I was at something like that, and um, 
then like on the program it said uh, Charlie Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> but that he's the one who did uh Devil yeah, went, down went down to, to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, seriously? Well, yeah, you gotta go see yeah, that. Right? I mean, that's, why that's not? That's mandatory, yeah. right? So yeah, went and watched Charlie Daniels do Devil went down to Georgia. I, was like, <laughs> I mean, it was and it was an hour show of everything that yeah. whatever else Charlie Daniels is famous for. But I was waiting on Devil went down yeah. to Georgia. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Parliament, they, uh, the, the founders of P-Funk, you know, I mean, doesn't know about Bootsy Collins, yeah. Yeah, one of, one of the most sampled group guys yeah. ever, ever. Yeah, right out there with Public Enemy and James Brown. Listen to anything by Snoop Dogg, right. or, I mean, it's just yeah, I mean, loaded. It, yeah, yeah, yeah anything Dre produced in the 90s. Ice Cube, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, between uh, James Brown... Uh, and any of the P-Funk, um, I mean, all of those guys, all of their stuff it was heavily sampled. Uh, and, I mean, even today, like, the, you can take some of those, like, bass lines and, you know, chop them up, run them through some, you know, pretty, uh, you know, uh, rigorous, like, distortion and, and mm. uh, warping patterns and, um, you know, some effective EQ shifting and, uh, you can still come up with some really nasty bass lines out of that stuff. That's like you we know, were just, just chatting you know, a few weeks design. ago with yeah. um, you know, talking about the funky drummer break. Oh, yeah. And yeah, also yeah. the yeah. amen break. You yeah. know, that I know every last one of you has heard. You just don't know that you yeah. heard it. <laughs> yeah. Or the think break. Yeah. Yeah. All those. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks for letting us, letting us invade your crates. <laughs> well, not that you had a choice. I was you know? really hoping it would be more embarrassing than that, but we picked out some great records, so it was cool anyway. Yeah. It, well, and, it's just a testament to your excellent taste. Yeah, in music. yeah I'm impressed. You go. Color me impressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe all the good stuff is in quote Gina's pile. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've I've definitely got some questionable stuff in there and i mean I've, i mean just um, but again like, like i said earlier you have done weddings so you have to have that right. certain amount of cheese in there yeah, yeah. did you uh, play records when you were doing weddings um sometimes and and that was the the hard part because like what i would do is i would like buy you know current records or or you know stuff that i knew would go over well at weddings and then like i would get rid of it <laughs> mm. because I would get sick of playing it yeah. and I would just try to like wrote, I, I tried to have less and it was a bad business model for me as far as weddings were concerned. It was like, you know, trying to like, you know, keep a rotating stock of stuff. And, but then like, you know, when everybody some come up and say, Hey, do you have blah, blah, blah? No, I got rid of that last week. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you get rid of that? Cause it sucked. Or, you know, or, yeah, just, but I, I, like I had said, like, I mean, I like the money from weddings, but like for the, for, for, for the DJing aspect of it, it didn't speak to me as much. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, the last time I sold a lot, I think I sold off a lot of six, maybe 800 records. And yeah, and just and that was back when I switched to digital. Yeah, and I'd say that you know that's one area that the digital generation is very forgiving with Mm -hmm. is instead of having to pay for one of those KTEL records that'll cost you twelve bucks and you're gonna play two songs off of it, right? And then it'll become obsolete, you know, in a year or two, right? Whereas with digital, you can download, you know, something for a buck thirty. 
and that, that comes with its own caveats too, though, because yeah. I, I know I've ended up with music collections that are just completely unruly because of right. that, you know. And I, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, you know, I've had buddies come over to, you know, jam or whatever. Yeah. Like, dude, I can't wait to play. I've got like four terabytes of new music that <laughs> I got from blah blah blah. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why do you? Yeah, yeah there's awful. no need. I do yeah. not want to sort through all that. Exactly. Like, so answer me this: When you so you said you sold off a bunch of your records, so mm. we're just left with all the good ones. Is that why we're only picking out good records? No, no, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> like no, I kept I kept plenty of bull crap yeah. around for I, fun. I kept plenty of bad stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Find I, I guess maybe that's a bit of a blessing and a curse because with the digital era, like you said, you, this cat had four terabytes. Where with uh, vinyl. You know, there was also the logistics of t- carrying all that stuff. Yeah. You know, because you get a, a a case of records and it's not light. Mm-hmm. You know, and depending on how long you were s- scheduled to show. Well, you know, I know. I'm. I mean, that that would be pretty hindering for me. And and I'm only 33. Like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, elderly and having yeah. trouble carrying stuff around but like I've, I've got a bad back I've got neck problems and if I had to carry around a couple of crates of records everywhere I would have issues with that yeah I mean if you're I have issues with carrying my backpack around yeah. you if know? you were doing a show you know and you're slotted for an hour you know you kind of have an idea you have some wiggle room yeah and you can cater your crate for that show but if it's a wedding I mean it's you know it's it's a free-for-all I don't know how any wedding DJs now don't have Spotify or Pulse Locker or something like that. Like that's got to be a godsend for a wedding DJ. Yeah. Why we pick out something okay. cheesy and terrible for us for as a bonus yes. track? Yes. Now I will say that this, the the entire reason I even bought this double pack. I, I know for, exactly what for, track you picked it for too, because for I did the same song. thing, but it was on CD. <laughs> but, and, uh, so what I've got in my hand here is the Blade 2 soundtrack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On clear blue colored vinyl. It's cool looking. Pretty record. dope looking. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so first I'm going to play the track I bought, or just a clip from the track I bought it for. Okay. And then I'll play some other stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like that. So I know this is pick three, but you guys were, you know, kind of razzing me. I'm going to play something terrible. Yeah, it's the, bon- the bonus round. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> and so for reference, the name of this track is? It's called Eye Against Eye, uh, and it's uh, Massive Attack with Most Def. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I bought the first soundtrack for uh, that, uh, not Joy Division, uh, uh, the oh, New Order New track. Order. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, so. That was dope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care who you are. That one was dope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and if you want another uh, example of something terrible from my collection, I have that. Um, the remix? The, the, the New Order uh, um, the remix. Best, the best of New Order, that one? Uh, no, 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 no. It's the one from Blade. Okay. You know, so that confusion, right? Yeah. But then it's got the lyrics to Madonna's Holiday on top wow. of it. It's a white label. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> Let me know when you come across that one. Right. It's a 
Damn, I'm not familiar with this. Oh, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah. See, I mean, most stuff is like yeah. one of my favorite MCs ever, oh, yeah. all time. Um, but yeah, and Massive Attack. You know, if you are into like the trip hop stuff yeah. and all, like I mean, they, and, I mean, they are pinnacle, right? So. Yeah, them and Portishead, you right, know, right, right, run right. neck and neck. Yeah. I'm gonna say if, for those who are not familiar with Massive Attack, if you ever watched House House, the, uh, yeah, the opening theme was Teardrop, right? Yeah. Teardrop. Yeah. Yeah. The eventual theme. I think like the first season or something. It was different. It was but, it something different? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So yeah. So this is the one that I picked it up for, right? It, so the 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 whole concept of the soundtrack for this album is that they took an a popular EDM uh, artist of that and matched them with some kind of MC or mm-hmm. rapper. So like this one is absolutely probably what they had hoped would come out of it. <laughs> and just for reference, a lot of the movies around this time. Uh, we're kind of experimenting with this this rock meets rap type thing. Yeah. Right. So this is Paul Oakenfold with Ice Cube. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it was the Blade soundtrack where they tried to, or not Blade uh, Spawn soundtrack where they tried to do a lot of yeah. similar things and the one that um, comes so, to mind is the Marilyn Manson one. Uh, oh, yeah. Ice Cube was doing a little bit of this anyway back then. He right. he was on the Corn album and yeah, yeah, yeah. so like is it the worst thing I've got? No, but like it's definitely like cheese factor. Got some like, lactose just, factor yeah, to yeah, it. Just, you know. I'm like and, and like even to this day, like I've ran through this a couple of times, and there's some really great names. Like there's you know uh, Ice Cube, Paul Oakenfold, The Roots with BT. Cypress Hill and Roni size. Like, I mean, you know, so there's that like, sounds like a good pairing. Right, right. Yeah. Buster Rhymes with Silk the Shocker and Dub Pistols. Um, let's see. Red Man with the Gorillas. <laughs> yeah. And so far, I'm down with all that except Silk. Silk's a little yeah, right. <laughs> um, Fake mystical. That's what uh, I call it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The poor man's mystical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bubba Sparks with Crystal Method, Mystical and Moby, like, you know, so I mean, like, there was... Mystical and Moby sounds weird. Right, right, like, and some of it sounds as you might think it might, (laughs) it wasn't great, but, you know, so I mean... it wasn't terrible, but like that, that most stuff and, and massive attack, like that's what I bought it for. And, you know, the rest, of, I mean, the rest of this has literally never been played out by me. So. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that was one of the struggles with vinyl is that you had to pay X number of dollars for one track. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because even if there were, you know, four tracks on, you know, on a, on a 12 inch, you know, a radio edit, an instrumental and, you know, then, you know, the original and a remix, you know, four tracks. Yeah, sure. But if it's an import, you were paying anywhere between 10 and 15 bucks and factor in shipping. Right. And by the time it's all said and done, you get it home. Well, you still only like the radio edit, (laughs) you know, you paid, you know, 10 to 15 bucks for literally one track. It was was kind of a gamble every time. One of the fun things that me and some friends used to do is, uh, we used to, uh, do something similar to this, but you know, we would have a jam session and, you know, get like three, four guys together, um, get three or four people together. And, um, then we would, uh, you know, start 
like playing everybody, you know, everybody, you could play somebody else's records, but you couldn't play yours. Mm. And then oh, what would nice. happen is then all of a sudden you're starting to hear your B sides. Oh, like, yeah. Where, what? where the hell did that come yeah, from? Yeah, where did where did that yeah. come from? Well, it's yours. Uh, what do you mean it's mine? Yeah, it's this one. And then you see the sleeve, and you're like, oh, there's music oh. on the other side too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you get you know, it's Dude, that, that sounds like so much fun. Oh I yeah, totally it, 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 yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I remember having a friend that he would buy the album for a track right. and wouldn't listen to the rest of them, and I'd be like, dude, so did you ever check out this track? Where's that on? Well, dude, it's on that album. <laughs> oh, I never listened to the rest of it. Yeah. Are you serious, bro? I mean, that's right. my favorite thing when I'm like, like even now if I go to do some crate digging at a, a record shop or Goodwill or something like that, Yeah, I'll flip through and I'll find something that I recognize or yeah. something that I think is going to catch my attention. Like maybe I'm like, oh, this, like I found one that was uh, a Mac 10 record. <laughs> nice. And I wasn't familiar with the song, but I'm like, I love 90s gangster stuff. <laughs> yeah. I Faux love Mac life. 10. It was, yeah. it, was it was that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I wanted to figure out what was on the other side. Like, Mac I, 10 yeah. coming through with stripes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to figure out what's on the other side of those oh, yeah. records. So you're like, okay, I know I like what's on this side, so mm. what am I going to be surprised with? I well, think we have was, another idea for a pick three. Yeah, yeah. yeah B-Sides <laughs> edition. Yeah, it was, it, but that was the fun part about that whole concept, you know, with, with me and the friends that we were doing that with, you know, because, you know, you do, you get so latched on to this track and how it fits in with, you know, sets and mm. um, and, and different vibes and yeah, so I mean, if you don't consistently play or discover your own B sides, like then yeah, it, sometimes it was a total like, where did that come from? Whose is that? It's yours, it's yours, dude. Seriously? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. What's well, interesting too, because sometimes I'll buy something that's a house record, and then, or especially if you buy like a garage, a UK mm. garage or something, mm. you'll flip it over and it'll be like the original track that they like pitched way up the, uh, you know, yeah, so it'd right, be like yep. some R and B track. Right. And so I'll turn that on and, and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I just get into a little groove. Like <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And it's like 95 BPM. Right. Yeah, yep, it's, for it's sure. fun, fun to find those gems. So. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Trip, thanks for letting us uh, tear into your crates here, man. And, uh, uh yeah. Color me impressed, man. Even even your your cheesy selection, I was down with it. Yeah, I can, I can rock out. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. We do it again because I'm sure there's some stuff that will definitely embarrass <laughs> me. Or I'll I'll throw myself <laughs> at, at your guys' mercy next time, or we'll awesome. see if we can get Tony in on it and yeah. we'll uh, go through some records. So let's do it. Um, Mo, thanks for joining us behind the mic again. Hey, and uh, thanks for being here. Let's, thanks for letting me be here. Yeah, let's let's start uh, putting together this ambassador team. We'll let you guys know what that's all about as we uh, kind of put our heads together and figure that out. Yeah, we'll frame that together, and um, it's only going to be successful with y'all's help because you, the community, are the ones that are going to help push this out. Absolutely. It takes all of us to, to build this. Yep. yep. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Boom! See ya! Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash DJ or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. Okay, so I have to throw this out there. Since uh, we moved into this house, I have yet to like really and truly um, organize everything. So.
while I'm totally okay and I will own whatever I own <laughs> because I own whatever I own. But uh, for the purposes of this show, I'm, I'm going to reserve veto rights. <laughs> if you pull out something completely random, like, I don't know, Cindy Lopper or something like that. Cause, Kasha Gugu. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> I own some Cindy Lauper records and Prince Hey, you were wedding DJ for a while, dude. Right, so right. I mean, <laughs> will not judge. Got all kinds of stuff in there, so, you know, just I will I will shamefully admit I do have some Rico Suave on my last <laughs> Yeah, see. Yeah. Exactly. Though that is perfectly vetoable. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my cheese crate. <laughs> Rico. Yeah. Suave. Oh,